Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Am I Missing, the podcast where I attempt to fill in the gaps of my knowledge through conversations with friends. I'm your host, Brett Walden, and today I am talking to Emily Fontano about reality television. Now, this is a pretty special episode for a few reasons. One, because it was just a lot of fun um, to record, but also because when we had originally recorded it, I screwed up and did something wrong. So, um, when I went back to listen to the episode to edit it, it was nearly unlistenable. So I called Emily in a panic, and she immediately agreed to come back down and re-record our conversation. Um, so uh, some of the stuff is the same. A lot of it is different, and uh, I think better for it. So uh, I hope you enjoy this. Maybe someday I will release the um, unissued, uh, unlistenable version of this conversation. But uh, this was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Let me know what you think after you're done listening, and please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any fun facts or anecdotes, or if you just want to roast me in your comments, type them up, give me five stars, and I'll read the funniest or most interesting ones out loud on a future episode. As always, there's a sneak preview of the next episode coming out on Monday at the very end of this show. But enough preamble. Let's watch what happens with Emily Fontano. Take it away, Anthony. Let's just jump right into Let's it. Let's dive in. Let's just. Do Are we this. doing it already? Yeah, it's already going. Oh. Yeah, we're already recording. Hello. Any of this could be part of the show. Oh my gosh, I'm not wearing my makeup. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We don't have to look at you. Oh. I do. Oh. Um, so uh, as you can hear, I'm sitting here with Emily Fontano. But you already knew that. You should have known that, um, based on the title of the show that you downloaded. Yeah. It's all in there, um, and you cannot. Look at that. We are redlining so hard right now. Is that because I'm too loud? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's Guys, okay. That's okay. this is, um, well, I'm, I'm very loud. Yeah. Um, but, and, and opinionated. I am. Which is great. I do have very strong opinions, but I don't have any rationale for any of it. Like, there, I, I think that fits the topic, though, because there is no rationale for. Excuse me. <laughs> reality television. Says you. Says me. That is not true. What's the rationale? Okay, I've thought about this. Yeah. Okay? I think the reason that I personally am so fascinated by reality television uh-huh. is because it does examine the human condition. And when I say that, there's some very specific reality shows that I, I watch. rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> so hard. There's one specific reality show that I watch religiously. Okay. That you could not make this shit up. What is it? <laughs> It is Teen Mom. Oh, God. But you have to understand, this show started in its infancy with 16 and Pregnant. Mm -hmm. So these were girls, and this was before it became a phenomenon. This was also right on the cusp of like MTV really going into that. Away from music? Away from music. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they had Real World. But Real World was all like sensationalized. This was like, these are 16-year-old girls that are pregnant in high school. Uh And it documented their experience. Yeah. It took like five of them. Uh-huh. Shows you their experience. And then the response was nuts. Does it not glorify it, though, in a way? You have not watched Teen Mom. No, I've not. That's why I'm asking. It absolutely does not glorify it. Okay. It shows you what these girls went through mm-hmm. when they were 16. They give birth. Then MTV was like, people love this. 
We're going to do another show. And keep, keep having babies, 16-year-olds. <laughs> we need more things to film. Do you know that um, ch- uh, teen pregnancy has gone down astronomically since the show aired? Really? Like, incre- like insane amounts. You think there's a correlation there? Uh, yes. <laughs> Am I crazy to think that there's a correlation? Maybe. You're crazy. Maybe. Listen. I'm going to double check that. What, are you going to double check that stat? Yeah, that teen pregnancies have gone down since teen mom Yes, because you have to think at that time, a bunch of young girls in social media and television, that was all like kind of just like it was all happening all at once. And these young girls saw what these girls went through. It is no picnic. None of their stories are like, you're like, that worked out. Right. There's two girls from both of the Teen Mom franchises that have worked out. (laughs) Maybe, maybe three. Worked out in the sense of what? They're doing okay. They went on to like, marry good guys and have more children and, and they took their teen mom money and used it wisely and invested and bought homes and mm-hmm. uh, they spearheaded new projects to like keep them sustained and have careers. Uh, look. <laughs> if you guys can see Brett's face, he is mortified <laughs> that I'm trying to make this seem viable. <laughs> All I'm saying is these teen moms have been on television more than I have. Okay. So they're <laughs> doing fine. No, but no? some of them, it's a disaster. Can I tell you something? Go on. I am so excited that we're recording today because something huge just happened on Teen Mom 2. That's right. Teen Mom 2. (laughs) So it didn't drop off completely. No. Teen Mom was so successful, they were like, we got to do another Teen Mom 2. Teen pregnancy rates stayed consistent enough that they could film more. (laughs) Well, there was enough 16 and pregnant girls that passed the MTV casting. (laughs) What is that like? I don't know. Is there a baby in there? You can (laughs) You've got to You're imagine, in. though, when MTV was casting for the original 16 and Pregnant, mm-hmm. there had to have been a cat. There was a casting process because I know that Caitlin and her boyfriend Tyler at the time, yeah, who became Mr. Pretty, they became like core. I can't, I can't, it's too much for me to think about at once. Caitlin and Tyler mm-hmm. were in the original season, and you can watch their like audition tapes, the ones that they sent in. Okay. And they, at the time, they're 16 year old children, they're children. And at the time, Tyler's father, Butch, is married to Caitlin's mother, April. Oh, yikes. Can you put that together? So they were step-siblings? Yes. Oh, boy. High school sweethearts, gets pregnant. She's the one exception to the TV show, gives the baby up for adoption. Oh. Her Butch and April, the parents, disown her. Right. And they, like, kick them out. Because she gave the child up. Butch adopts the baby, <laughs> marries it in a later season. You have to look up Butch. Anybody that's listening, you need to look up Butch from Teen Mom because I could not make him up. And this is another reason I'm saying like you could not make this shit up. They right. live in the middle of like Virginia in a trailer. Shocking. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And he has a mullet. Yeah. Uh, he's also got a drug problem. <laughs> he's, he's... His name's Butch. We all assumed these things. <laughs> First of all, his name is Butch. Whenever the character came up for the first time, I thought, they have got to be kidding me. They're kidding me. That's not a nickname? His name is Butch. Out of out of the vagina, Butch. Probably. Cool. If you saw this man, you'd be like, yeah, that's an out of the vagina, Butch. <laughs> that's, a, that's a straight out of the, the vag into Butch. Just <laughs> that, <laughs> We had another name picked out for him, but God damn it, if he, he don't look out. like an out of the veg, but he came out already. He already had a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen. Yeah. God, I'm derailed already. Yes. I can't go into this much. I like to say that I have a major in Bravo reality TV and a minor in Teen Mom. So this, these are my two. 
You Thanks. Lo- you like to say that? I don't like <laughs> to say I was just thinking, though. I'm like, really primarily, I watch Bravo. Uh-huh. And then secondary, I'd say my my big love is Teen Mom. Well, but it's it's almost like between the two, it's like, where else are you going to go? Bravo and MTV are really... Oh, don't forget, though, there's all the trash out there. I mean, I know that. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Kardashians. Right. Oh, I know? guess E! has a lot of reality television. <clears throat> all well. crap. All garbage. All crap. Agreed. <laughs> Wait, agreed? You agree that E! is crap, but the, the stuff I watch is good? No, it's all crap. <laughs> there's just, there's different layers of crap. Okay, well, a what's, lot of... What's the big news? What's the big news? The big news is Janelle Evans, all right? She's a disaster. She's teen mom too. Uh-huh. She's married to this guy, David. He's bad news. I think he's beating the kids. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> aren't there... <laughs> Good Lord. Well, MTV stopped filming him. I was going to say, aren't there cameramen and producers who can... He put on Twitter... All of these horrific um, gay bashing comments. So MTV was like, "We're not. We will not film your husband anymore." This okay. Yeah. But Janelle is so desperate for this show, she can't lose that MTV money. Right. So she's like, "Well, you you can still film me because she she's a real piece of shit." Uh, <laughs> she's driving down the highway with her son. She does not have custody of her son, Jay's. Her mother does, Barbara. Huh. Cool. Barbara's a real treat. Yeah. Anyways, they're in the car on the that, highway. That happened in my family. Did it? Yeah. Because someone was so ill-equipped to handle yeah. a child that someone got full custody? Multiple. My, my grandmother took custody of two of my cousins because, <gasps> because the mother was so ill-equipped to handle what, it. What happened to the mother? Uh, she went off and had another one. <laughs> she never got it together, though. No, no, no. No, no. No. To this day, auntie so-and-so is still, still. an issue out I there. I mean, I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> I assume that it, there's there's... You have a close Still family, things? I can see. Oh, we're a mess. Well, I mean, everybody's we're, everybody but, is. But but anyway, I'm just saying we we parallel this. You understand a bit. this, yeah? Well, this is another, and I know I'm going to sound silly, but like this is another uh, example of how you couldn't make this up. Mm-hmm. Like this is a reality show that's different from the other reality shows, like The Bachelor and all that. And like they cast it, they it's loosely scripted, it's outlined. They know what they're doing. This is the kind of stuff you could not in a million years set up for people to do. Convince me. This woman is in her car with Jace, her son, after their therapy session, because she's not allowed to have custody of the kid while her mother Barbara keeps him. Driving it on the highway, a truck is tailgating them. Janelle goes, I'm going to drive slow just to piss him off. <laughs> she starts driving slow, right? What does yep. the truck do? Pulls out on the side of her, pulls in front of her, and then stops short. You oh, know, no. that whole road rage move, right? Yeah, yeah. So now she stops short and she freaks out. Yeah. She calls the cops. This is all on camera. Sure. All on camera. Some Brett. cameraman is in, like in the back seat. No, they're, they're like all those uh, oh, dash, all the, yeah, 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 dash yeah, yeah. cameras. Yeah. There's like four of them. She, she calls the cops. Brett, she goes into her car and she pulls a gun out. On camera? <laughs> on camera! I was sitting there, my mouth agape. I could not believe what I was watching. I was texting my two friends that love the show. I'm like, oh my God. I, in front you, of her kid. In front of her little son, who she already doesn't have custody of. Right, for good reason. And on TV cameras, she's pulling a gun, a handgun out. Right. Puts it in between her like her seat, and then smiles as she drives and follows this man to his home. Oh, geez. On camera. What? So what happened? You've got to start watching TV. <laughs> 
she pulls up to his house and he's he's now he's yelling at her from his truck he's like get off my property what are you doing she's like i already called the cops and then she goes to drive away she accidentally hits the gas when she means to hit the brake she drives into his mailbox (laughs) and then and then he gets back in his truck starts to go after her he hits her truck what this is all on camera what Jace is still in the passenger seat. This whole time. This whole time. And he's nervous. He's just so nervous. So now you're feeling sad because you're like this poor little boy. Yeah. And this woman is out of her mind. She calls her crazy wife-beating husband on the phone. And he goes, well, you don't follow Amanda Wish house. Get out of there. So now she drives away. He's the rational one in this situation. (laughs) Which he never is. That's insane. Then the cops come. The cops start following her down the highway. Then the cop pulls her over. And the cop says, I can see you've got a gun in the car. Wow. Brett. <laughs> and then the episode ended. What? No. Jace, while she was pulled out of the car by the police, mm-hmm. Jace, the little boy, calls his mame, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Barbara. Barbara has a slight speech impediment. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And so does Jace. So he's telling me two speech impediments going on. Uh, and he explains everything. And Barbara's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Anyways, the episode ends to be continued. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Wow. Now, the, a reason I bring this story up yeah. is can you imagine? I mean, that's, that is, rea- I mean, that is like that girl's reality. Right. I mean, that's not anything like that the MTV was like, hey, you know, we'd like you to get into a road rage situation and pull a handgun out in front of your child. Could you do that? They didn't do any of that. Right. I mean, this is just real life happening. It's voyeuristic. It's nuts. But don't... Okay, so here's the thing. Like, yes, that's interesting. And I think that's the premise and the basis of a lot of these shows is like, uh-huh. yeah, it's interesting to watch, but you're in the comfort of your own living room. Yeah. You're texting your friends. Mm-hmm. Are you watching this? And it... You... I mean, isn't there a sense of superiority oh, in approaching what? it? Meaning like I'm better than other people. I can feel better about myself because I'm watching this mess. Yeah, at least I'm not accidentally hitting people's mailboxes after having confronted them with a handgun. I don't know. She owns a home. I don't. <laughs> She's... Okay. Janelle's doing pretty all right. She's doing okay. <laughs> they own their own property. They have multiple guns. Right. <laughs> on a wide array of guns. She seemingly doesn't have a job, but has steady income coming in. She's on TV. She's on TV, which was my point earlier. Far be it from me to say that I'm any better than Janelle Evans. Fair enough. Everyone, please look up Janelle Evans. <laughs> There's so many mugshots. One time she's negotiating with her lawyer about a date of, uh, she has a court case coming up. Mm-hmm. This is years ago. She's wearing feathers in her hair. And she's explaining to her lawyer that the date doesn't work for her because she already got tickets to the Kesha concert. <laughs> And she literally says, that's why I got these feathers in my hair, because Kish is like my hero. Oh, my And her lawyer is looking at her like, you know that you, if you don't do, you're going to go to jail. You're going to You're going to jail. Your livelihood. Already lost your son. So anyways. So Teen Mom 2. Teen Mom. Teen Mom 2. Those are like, I love those the most because I've watched those girls since they were 16. Right. How and, old are they now? Oh, gosh. Some of them are like 26. So it's been on for a decade. Yeah. Because the kids are all like nine. Well, only two of the teen mom shows really worked. Mm -hmm. Those casts are just like, you couldn't get any better than those girls. So was it, but, but, so was it 16 and pregnant? 16 and pregnant did like five girls to start. And then they did another season of 16 and pregnant. Then they did another one, but nobody cared. 
But then they moved on and they were like, you know what? People really liked these girls from the first season of 16 and Pregnant. Let's do Teen Mom to see what happened to them right. after okay. they had the babies. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then you get to see their whole lives unfold. Right. And they... You should know that Brett just burped inside of his mouth. Unfold pre- predictably. Mm, not all of them. Like some... No, because... Oh, gosh. This is really embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It is. There's one girl, Chelsea, who was the one that I said, like, she's doing good now. She married this really great guy. They're listening to me talking about them like they're my friends. I'm so proud of Chelsea. But her, her, her first baby daddy is a gentleman named, and he has the same exact name as my boyfriend, first and last. His name is Adam Lind. How's that make you feel? We joke about it all the time. Um, <laughs> but he was rotten. She got out of that situation. He now, he's like a drug addict. She met a new guy. She mm. is doing really great. Good for her. So like, that's a nice thing to see. Yeah. And I'm not bored by her character. You would think since the sensationalism of her life falling apart is, is gone and now everything's good for her, you'd think, oh, I don't. I don't care. She's not interesting. But I, No, she's great. That's I great. love it. I'm happy to see her. Good for her. I'm happy for her too. Do you don't watch any reality TV? Um, I don't. Ugh, I'm trying to think. Not even like competitions, like Top Top Chef or like. I used to like Top Chef. Um, I used to. I, I, you know, it's funny. I watch. If I do watch things, I liked. I like the stuff on like Sci Fi Network. Um, because God. <laughs> hear me out. I just had to listen to your dumb story. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. <laughs> um, I like, it, but it's it's almost sort of like I think why people are drawn to like the the Great British Bake Off or whatever. Okay, I tried. Did well, see, you try with them? this? Is why I think you won't. This is this is the difference between us. Okay. I like amiable competition. Okay, right. Especially in my, in if you're in these types of reality shows where it's like you are competing against each other in the creation of something, whether it's clothes or food okay. or cosplay. So like Project Runway. Project Runway used okay. to watch. Me right? too. Um, but but even then you would sort of get a cattiness, you know. Oh sure. Which which I know makes for better television, but to me it's just like just do the thing. I'm watching for the thing. Yeah. And on sci-fi, it's a bunch of nerds. And right, socially awkward people, and they don't know how to trash talk. <laughs> right, and so they're helping each other. Right, right, right. And they're giving each other <laughs> hints and you know right. suggestions, they and they know that someone else's success isn't going to matter to their success too. It's the, they they support exactly. <laughs> right. Well, that is nice. exactly and very boring. And very <laughs> <laughs> so I like you know I like the makeup shows. I like the you know the face off. Um, we, yeah okay so yeah and there was one that was puppetry that my friend was on that he won robert bennett that? that was called it was like jim henson's creature shop okay thing <laughs> creature shop thing he won and he got a job and he worked in, and he got to work at jim henson's creature shop see that's awesome yeah yeah that makes me happy yeah and that was a good show to watch because you're right they, it wasn't like yucky yeah it was really nice you want to see i want to see nice people who are coming out ahead and getting nice things. Or you want to see nice people fail gracefully and uh, and yeah, still be and like, just like mm, walk off bless and be like, I'm not gonna I'm not giving up after this. <laughs> I've learned a lot of great lessons and and I appreciate the uh, chance, you know, and you're just right. like, cool. I think that was a nice Yeah. I Instead, guess. what you get on like your real housewife shows are awful people acting awfully and getting paid for it. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think of why I I love it so much. I really do love it, though. I think I like it because 
when I'm, I don't really watch that much television. You would think that I do mm-hmm. by the way I'm talking. Sure. But I really don't. So when I do watch it, I kind of just like to put on something mindless garbage yeah. that I don't have to be that invested in. And I can fast forward through half of it and storylines I don't care about. I'm like, it's like the modern day soap operas. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, women would watch their stories. That's what my mother called it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch my stories. Right. And I think that's kind of what it is for me. It's just, I'm watching this crap. I know it's crap. I, I'm not that invested in it. It's junk food. It's junk food. It is. Yeah. And I can still watch other things that are intellectual and great and, you know, you know well-written shows and all that. But there's something about the reality thing that feels like it's like mine. Right. Well, because, I mean, do you feel like the way that you were speaking about some of these girls on Teen Mom, like, you, do you start to feel like they're your friends or like you know them? You do know so much about them. Like, you see inside their homes very regularly. Right. That, to me, is fascinating. Yeah. Did you say voyeuristic kind of earlier? Like, yeah, that, that idea of, like, being able to see someone else's life, mm-hmm. being able to see the, um, the items in someone's fridge. <laughs> It's just very interesting to me. Yeah. I like to see what kind of blankets they buy. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird specific. So I don't love Real Housewives in that aspect because their lives are so far beyond me yeah. that I can't relate to any of it. Mm-hmm. They're living in these billion dollar homes and stuff and it's just kind of like, oh. I think that's why I like Teen Mom is because it seems like more real. Like they seem like real people. They are real people. They are real people. They are real people. Whereas I feel like Bravo celebrities are... They were plucked. Like, they were actor-ish type. Right. You know? Right. So I don't feel that sense of realness with them. I think they're all just shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We agree on that. I mean, like, Bethany Frankel, I was so invested in her. Do you know who she is? Yeah, I do. Who is she? She's she's Real Housewives of New York. You sure do know it. Uh, Skinny girl. Yes! She had a baby with the dude. Didn't end up working out. Did not work out. It was a mess, Brett. According to my wife, she's the uh, villain of this season. Or turning into a bit of one? Yeah, she's turning into kind of a, a, a mush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, she was like once so reliable yeah. and sturdy. Yeah. And now you can't rely on her. Yeah. Every time she gets into a scene, you go, I think Bethany might cry in this scene. Ugh, a mush. I don't, a mush. A mush with the jaw of a nutcracker. That was when um, we were growing up. My father lived in this very small area of Newton, Massachusetts, which was called the lake. Uh-huh. And it was where all the Italians lived. <laughs> So much so, Brett, to the fact that, like, they painted the streets like the Italian flag. Really? Like, I mean, it was very... Nice. In yeah. case you forgot where you were. Class. <laughs> Class. Class at the ass. But they had a bunch of, um, like, slang terms that they used for people, mm-hmm. and mush is one of those. And, like, I don't even have to describe what mush might mean, but you hear that and you go, I kind of get what I that got is. Yeah. A mush, a yeah. stiff, a divya. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> Sounds good, though. Hope it's not racist. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> I'm can exposed. I just, can I just say that? I hope it is. Um. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was very invested. My point is I was very invested in Bethany because you get to see her go from living in a studio apartment in New York. Right. She has nothing. She's written like one, not even, she hadn't even written a book yet. She was like a caterer chef mm. for a bunch of wealthy people in New York and Manhattan. She had this loser boyfriend. She just had nothing. You get to watch over a series of like this show. Like you get to watch all, all these seasons. You watch her become a multimillionaire. Right. And it is crazy. You get to watch her meet like the love of her life. 
and then he turns out to be a disaster, and then they have a spinoff show, and they get married, but then they get divorced, and now he hates her, and there's like all these custody things, and now her life, you got to watch her go all the way to the top, and then now it's dipping back down. Right. Wow. You can't write that stuff. You can't. How could you have anticipated that she would have become a multimillionaire with some dumb skinny girl margarita concept? Oh, I don't know, because she's on a television show that's watched by millions of women. God, I wish Gemma was here right now. (laughs) Uh, Maybe free advertising for every stupid thing that you do. When is Gemma getting home? (laughs) Isn't it, though? Okay, so here's the thing. First of all, false advertising. Okay, most of them aren't wives. And if they are, they don't, they're not at home. All right? They're, They're always off. With their businesses. They are off a lot. They're all, you know, <laughs> their kids are always being taken care of by weird nannies That's or, true. or just being neglected. That's a true thing. That's a true thing, right? That is a true thing. So already, housewives, you're lying twice. Usually they're like divorced. Yeah. Or being actively cheated on. Yeah, they're divorced or like that marriage is like on the outs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if any of them have had a successfully healthy marriage the whole time through. Right. Whose kids don't look... Jill Zarin. <laughs> but her Bobby just died. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Jill Zarin, though, had a good marriage. Yeah. Huh. And then he died. Oh, that's too bad. He got he got out of it. He did. Well, Jill Zarin, oof, she was too much. She was on New York? You know that she was. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bethany's best friend. Yeah, Jill Zarin. People don't know what I'm talking about. I, I bet people do. Here's the thing. Um, and, and this is the difference with the real housewives. They are become, they are celebrities now. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it's because Andy Cohen has done such a great job of turning that network into the, the fucking. The genius that it is. Is that what you're looking for? Is that what the, you're trying to say? No, the celebrity. Andy Cohen is a genius. He's a genius. Some people say like real yuck things about him, but I'm just kind of like, of course people wouldn't like him because he like completely capitalized on something yeah you may not like the product that he turns out but you have to admit like he took that channel oh and he steered it in a direction to to get it where it is today if you watch the original episode of the og orange county vicky gundolfson like if you watch that who is still still going still on that show still going that premiered i think last week the new season what do you mean you think it did, right? Was it last week sure or two did. weeks ago? I think it was two weeks. Vicky, still on there. Got a new guy. Steve, she's going to mess that up. Don't worry. Oh, he's messing it up. Are you kidding? What are you he's talking such a drip. About? He's, he's such a drip. Oh, he's messing what up? Vicky Gundelson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a real peach there. Don't want to lose her. She's a nightmare. Just so everybody knows, I know it sounds like I know a lot about housewives, and I do. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because my wife watches all of them. Um this she, is th- she doesn't watch she doesn't watch Potomac. Nobody watches Potomac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She doesn't really watch Atlanta anymore. No, no, yeah, because last season of Atlanta was lame, but, but Atlanta has some gold in it. Yeah. You don't want to throw away Atlanta. DC, no, uh 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 Dallas. <sighs> Forget it. Yeah. No, thank you. No, we're uh we're an OC. OC New, New York. York. Sometimes Atlanta. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. That's our, that's our household. Because that's another thing. On Beverly Hills. Um, oh, what was her name? Her husband committed suicide. Mm. Russell. Yeah. He was yuck. But he hung himself. Yeah. They had to like handle that. Yeah. They didn't handle it. No. Great. 
No. It was done kind of like cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the that's the flip side of Andy Cohen. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not gonna like tackle that kind of. He's not gonna. He's got. There's no nuance. I feel in Andy Cohen's <laughs> no, approach. No, no, no. It's all like. And so it, it works for a network because it's like one. He he completely steered that ship into the reality television thing. Yeah. Um. And then once it like w- was going full speed ahead, he he maneuvered himself into the top where it was just like every time you watch the show you love, I'm gonna show up right afterwards. Yeah. And so he went from like head of programming <laughs> yep. to being its number one star. Right. That's why people don't like him. Right. It's like he's an egomaniac. Like, yeah. Kind of like a, okay, we got it. But he, I gotta say though, his talk show, Watch What Happens Live, is great. He hits every note. It's only like 30 minutes. Yeah. It's super playful, really fun, completely different from every other late night talk show. Yeah. He's a gay male hosting it, which is where are you having that? Anywhere else on network television, you don't. So like, I admire what he has done. Yeah. I don't love the the work of it all. Like, I don't love everything about him, but I do, like, for a guy that was a journalist for like 15, 20 years before he ever became anything, it was like, it's neat to see how he figured something out and just really went for it sure. and convinced an entire network to go with him on right. it. Right. But like we were saying, he approaches everything with the subtlety of a jackhammer. And so when somebody <laughs> kills themselves in the middle of a season... They, they like have to like just start with like text on the screen that's like, <laughs> oh. on November 11th, <laughs> 2011. With, a, with B-roll of like a noose. Yeah, yeah. there's like fog. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's like blurry newspaper headlines. Yeah. Housewives star kills himself. Yeah, yeah it's very trashy. Oof. Oh, because that's like oh, we forgot about New Jersey. Oh, Jersey, of course. Teresa Giudice. Yeah, two of those people went to prison. Yeah, and their whole thing was documented. I, I waited on them once, and they are disgusting human beings. The Guidicis. <laughs> Teresa Giudice and her husband Joe. Joe Judice. Joe Judice. <laughs> and their little troll children. They're all little oh. troll children. Oh. The one, the oldest. Oh, that genetic lottery, jeez. I know, but the oldest one in that family seems to be like hip to the scene that like this is a disaster. And oh, yeah. she's like, uh, you can already see her slowly being like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, get yeah. out of this. Yeah. But, oh, he they they had him on the phone with the woman that he was like cheating on his wife with, talk like sweet talk, like sex talking to her yeah. while his wife was sitting at a table with all of their friends in Italy. <laughs> or were they Italian? God, those houses. That's the one thing. I've spit everywhere. That's all right. Cool. Uh, the houses in New Jersey, wretched. Yeah. I'm from an Italian family, so I get like that whole, I'm probably, people are going to be like, who do you think that you are? But there's something very like gauche about like it's, that type of decor. Yeah. Lots of like heavy cloth and <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gold and brown and marbly stuff. Yo, lots of marble. Lots of marble. Italians love marble. They love it. Let me ask you this. Do Italians <laughs> love marble or do Italian Americans love marble? I've never been to Italy. Well. <laughs> Have you? No, but oh. I'm not Italian. Look. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> look at me. I don't think I look like I'm an Italian. You sound Italian. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, no, they're garish. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just very like. And Italian Americans will tell you that they're Italian. Oh, they love it. They're, listen, I'm oh, Italian, okay? So I know. I'm Italian, so I'm passionate. Look, my dad's town, they put the Italian flag on the road. <laughs> you know how they talk. You're being a real divvy stiff mush right now. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. How dare you? Um, yeah, the G-Dices. Um, 
Yeah, New Jersey, that's a whole other thing. But the thing is, too, so I did dip my foot into the pond of, like, uh, what's the one called? <laughs> the, the the race. <laughs> the, the race. The Amazing Race? Amazing Race. I watched, like, oh. three seasons of that, because that was one of those where if you watch one, you'll instantly be like, oh, I, I want to find out. Right. What? Who's going to win the next round? So I liked that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem too over reality ish. Yeah. No. You know, and it's weird when you when those lines get blurred for me of like they're they, you call it reality television, but it's 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 competition. It's, it's like essence, a game a competition. show. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just like well, here's the thing. Mm. Here's the thing that really mm. gets me. Uh oh. Right. <laughs> Is I think they they justify it calling it reality because it's like real people. Right. You know what I mean? But they're not real people. They were totally cast. Yeah. They were cast. Absolutely. And it's this idea, like when you see it on TV and stuff, where it's just like real person, not an actor, you know? (sighs) But you're like, like, but no, but it's, but, but they're acting. Yeah. And gave them a, (laughs) and actors are also people. (laughs) Oops. I mean, uh, yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you start to get into like, um, like road rules and oh. thing and like those more competition uh survivor where it's just like what if we took real people and put them on an island you know and it's just at the like, beginning though they were real people that you put on an island at the very beginning 20 years ago when all that started they were just real people because yeah. reality TV you want to make it exist. real though you 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 put uh rags of ether over their mouth you stick oh. them into a van oh and they God. wake up on an island that's called nearly murdering people that's called captive that's reality <laughs> not this I'm going to pamper you on the way, let you know exactly what to expect as we fly you to this island and then film you with a table of food behind us. This is a, you're going to wake up on an island all by yourself, disoriented, not knowing what's going on. Well, they do that kind of on Naked and Afraid. They do kind of put you like, you have nothing. Like those people have nothing. They're, they are, they're naked and they have to figure out how to like get things to put on their bodies to keep them protected. They have to like find food. They really do have to go find food. That's what I'm talking about. Well, then you'd like that show. That's even better. I watched two minutes of it. I was bored to tears. I wish they'd sensationalize something. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the girl that was on The View for years? Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Because mm. she was on that first season of Survivor. Oh. And things happened to her that were like, those were real things. She had this like huge um, bug bite uh, outbreak on her leg that became like dangerous. And it was like eating away at her flesh. It was mm. like flesh eating in bites. But that was first season Survivor. Right. Where like none of them knew what to expect. And none of them knew how to strategize or any of that stuff. It was just, this is the pilot for this show. Right. And that jerk guy won. I don't remember his name. Richard something or other. Who cares? But Elizabeth Hasselbeck became like a famous person. She's doing fine. I mean, I don't know anymore. She seems like a real yucko. Is she the Republican Yes, of course she is. (laughs) (laughs) You get one flesh-eating bite. (laughs) Suddenly. Suddenly, you're just super conservative. You understand... White people. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, but I don't, I don't get as fascinated with those shows. I lose interest, and over time, those shows became so oversaturated, and the people that would do those shows kind of knew what to expect. They right. knew they were going to be on camera. They knew that they were going to be, you know, in a certain light. Right. So the original season of Real World, that's real. Yeah. Have you watched it? Uh, no, no. And never. Listen, listen, no. 
Because if you went back right now, I guarantee you it would be the most mundane. It's amazing thing you've ever seen. In you your can't life. believe that you're. It's. It is. Yeah. It is mundane because they haven't figured out any of the fun editing. They haven't figured out how to like insert weird things between them all. Like right. the producers haven't figured out yet to like wind them up and like get them sexually charged or any of it that was, stuff. It was literally that, right? It's like the first reality show. They were just like, world. we're gonna put cameras in this loft in New York. That and was we're gonna it. Put like eight different. What seven strangers pick to live in a loft and have their lives taped to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. Right. The real world. New York. <laughs> so that was, but that was like the purest, I think, version of reality If television. you watch it now, when we get done, just do yourself a fave. Go on your phone or whatever and YouTube, original New York, mm. real world. It is really great. Yeah. It's such like a little slice of that time too. Cause it's a, it's like 90, 90, Early 90s. Yeah. yeah, 90, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 90, 91 because I was just starting high school. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not going to let another moment pass without pointing out that you shortened the word favor. <laughs> Do yourself a fave. Fave is reserved for favorite. Everyone knows that. That's not true. i'm 99 percent. oh i guess when you do it (laughs) i'm unique that's my fave fave (laughs) oh i wanted to say to you like because now i've listened to several episodes Uh of what am i missing and then so in when i listened to other people's episodes i was like wow they're so passionate about something so artistic and interesting Mm -hmm. and then i was like i'm gonna talk about butch I'm going to talk about Janelle Evans pulling a handgun out in front of her son on the highway. There's a passion to it, though. <laughs> I I would like to say, I don't know how passionate I am. You sound pretty passionate. I am pretty passionate. If you challenged me on some things about it, I would probably get... I, I sent in an audition tape for The Real World twice. Did you really? Yeah. I when I, I was in high school still, so after season one, I wanted to be in the next season. And the next season was L.A. Uh-huh. And they were like, you're too young. MTV sent me a letter. They're like, you're too young. Too young. Too young. What were they looking for? 18 at least, because I was 17 at the time. Right. They're like, you wouldn't be old enough. Too old to have a baby, too young to be on Real World. <laughs> you could see it was a str- It was a hard time <laughs> for me. In a hard place. I was tough. And then I moved from Orlando to Boston, um, and they were going to film in Boston the next Real World. This mm. is like several years later. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, oh, well, this is, this is it. Right. This is my chance. This is the universe. I'm going to be on the real world. Yeah. First of all, the fact that I thought that was like something important, like that was something I focused on for a good month of my life. Mm -hmm. Having someone film me, filling out a lengthy application to send to MTV. They sent me, they sent me a whole questionnaire. So I was like, you know, in the running. (laughs) Yeah. I had this girl that I worked with. I still remember her name. She fancied herself a film editing type. (laughs) She made a video of me. Uh And then she she was like, okay. She's like, so I got the video done and I'll mail it in. I don't think she ever mailed it in. Wait a minute. I don't think she ever mailed it in. You didn't follow up with her? Well, then I said, can I have a copy of the video? Yeah. She gives me a copy of the video. I press play a quarter of the way through. Something goes zippy zany. (laughs) The video goes away, and I go, hey, Leah, that video you sent me was that 
tape was all messed up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I don't know. The one I sent was fine. I think she lied to me. MTV never contacted me again. That's your basis? <laughs> your basis for... They didn't get back in touch with me, so I blame so therefore, Leah. Leah Supple. Oh. <laughs> Up yours, Leah Supple. She's doing fine. Not a film editor, though. No? No. Oh, fancied herself wrong, did she? Yeah, a mother. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Probably had it at a reasonable age, too. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. So that is that the only um, is that the only reality no, show you've? I went to the okay. American Idol auditions when I was at the cutoff age. Mm-hmm. So cutoff age was twenty eight for American Idol. Yikes! And I went on my birthday, the weekend of your twenty eighth birthday. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I didn't get anywhere on that. Really? <laughs> Slept in an airplane hangar for like a day, like an overnight. Uh-huh. You're around hundreds and hundreds of people. It is disgusting and awful. It's the worst experience I've ever had. Yeah. Okay, there was that. They have you walk up in these groups of fives in front of these. They're not even, you know, everyone has this misconception, and this was years ago, so it was like that misconception that you're going to walk up in front of Simon Cowell and... Everybody's just going straight in. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that that, like that's how the show works. Not at all. There's, you know, clearly there's like tons of just like bullshit showrunners, like producers. They watch you. You walk up in a group of five. You sing your song. They let everyone sing for like 10 seconds, and then they just have you approach the thing, and if you didn't make it, they just cut your wristband off. So I did my song, and then they have us all come up, put out your hand, and they just cut your wristband off, and you're like, oh, great. That's it. I spent two days straight here, and this is what happened. Wow. It's humiliating. And that's how I spent my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because I'm a singer. It should be known. You are a singer, and you're a beautiful singer. I sing okay. So then I went to the voice auditions in Orlando. And I had an in, like uh, somebody I knew was like, oh, I'll just, you can do a thing where you'll just go directly. You don't have to wait in the line. Mm -hmm. You can show up with this pass and just walk right in. Great. I go, I audition and it was the television program's vocal coach that was auditioning me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're really great. And he's like, but you have no. (laughs) Personality? No, he's like, you don't have a good presence. You seem too anxious. Mm. Oh, you're yeah. too nervous? A little bit nervous. Because that's not really my thing. Right. I don't know why I felt like I had to audit. You know why it is, Brett? Because you you probably know this because you can do like, you know, other things other than just your acting. Like you can draw, you're artistic. Like so but sometimes in your life people would be like, Can you make me this thing? Or like, why don't you right. go for that? Or why don't you start doing this? And it's like so you almost I I think I felt like I had this obligation. Like, to oh, to other people. Yeah, like, oh my yeah. God, why don't you audition for The Voice? It's like when people walk up to us after a show and go, you should be on SNL. And you're like, it's <laughs> not how it is. Yeah, it's not up to me. <laughs> it's not, and that's just not how any of this works. Right. And also, maybe compliment me on what you just saw. You don't have to tell me what I should be doing. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. People always will come to me after a show and they'll be like, you should be on Broadway. And it's like, should I? Thanks. I'd never considered that. <laughs> Very helpful. Yeah, appreciate it. Oh, my God. Let me pack my bags. Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Hello, Broadway. <laughs> Broadway? <laughs> Hi, Broadway. This is Emily. You probably heard about me. Hey, Carol from Ocala just recommended me. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> Thought I'd give you a call. That was the thing I needed. So, so, and I was always kind of an insecure person growing up. So I think people always being like, you should do this. You should do that. You should be doing this. So I'm like, I got it. Well, then I got to audition for The Voice. Right. Go in, audition. The guy's like, you're very anxious. He's like, but I'm going to put you through. 
I'm going to put you through to the next like call. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So then I had to go to this studio a next a following day and have three full songs prepared that were all completely different, backing tracks, different look. Wow. Right. For each song? No, just, just a different look from wearing. how I looked the first time. Right, okay. So then I go in. This is so humiliating. I go into this like shit production studio in like the middle of like warehouse section of like bad part of Orlando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like giddy. Me and my friend, my friend could not believe that they put me through to the next call. She was like, oh my God, this is it. It's happening. Yeah. What's happening? Did you tell her the part where he just very reluctantly did it? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't matter. You're getting through. She like did my, she like got me clothes. Like we, it was like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. This is so sad. <laughs> like what did I think? You thought you were doing it. I thought I was doing it. You thought you were I thought right. if I could get through this next thing, I'd be going to California. Sure. And I'd be on a television program. Living up to the expectations of everybody in your life. <laughs> of everyone that yeah. didn't know anything about my it, field. <laughs> you're disappointing literally everybody. Everybody. Yep. I'm humiliated if I don't get it. Sure. So I go. I'm there for hours, Brett. Hours. And I'm starting to notice that like people are like in and out. And the time that I'm there, when I arrived there, they had you fill out this huge bulk of paperwork, put your CD for your music into this like envelope with your name on it, mm-hmm. your headshot, all your crap, and then you submit. And then just wait for them to call you. Yeah. They're calling name after name after name. Now, when you're in rooms with people like this, and I'm sure you're having been to thousands of auditions, you're always in the room with a group full of people that you just would rather Course. snap their necks and like just you know like okay I'm in the room I agreed to that too early but yeah <laughs> I'm in rooms with the girls that are like playing their guitar and like doing their warm ups right. and like and right. you're just like oh for god's sakes yeah we, we get it yeah you're we're all performer. here for the same yeah. reason you yeah. goofball you like, wanted more than we do we get it yeah 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 you're better than me probably <laughs> yeah and you're letting me know I go up to the desk finally because I go I've been here for hours I mean people have been in and out yeah there's got to have been a mistake but there was a million percent of mistake they had just like put my envelope in like a wrong pile and like had left it for dead. So now I'm like on edge. Cause now I'm like, they didn't even like, I'm, so now they're like, I guess go with the next group. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is the story of my life. It's so pathetic. So then I like, I'm like, they're like reluctantly slapped into this other group. It's the end of the day. The producers are like, oh, Jesus, right. like, could we watch another set of this crap? Right. I put, I go up, there's video cameras on you, there's monitors, you can see yourself. That's a little unnerving. Mm. There's three producers in front of you, and they're like, great, you're going to do your song, and we'll talk to you after. So I do my song, and they're all like into it. They're okay. like kind of tapping along at the table. I think like, all right. I'm nailing this. I picked a good song. Yeah. I'm nailing it. Do you remember what you sang? Oh, of course I do. <laughs> I sang Valerie, Amy Winehouse. It's <laughs> a good smoky number. But I chose the Mark Ronson, like a kind of more upbeat version. So I was like, look, I'm playful. Sure. Maybe I'm older, but I'm playful because I'm older at this point. Like right. I'm not like young Hollywood kind of person, <laughs> right. which I'm thinking is going to play into my benefit. You know, like I'm thinking like, see, I'm a, you know, I'm a little bit of a chance, you guys. <laughs> I finish my song and they're just like, okay, all right, really great job. We're not going to use you. Um, <laughs> just like that. That's it. Wow. Just You walk out with your dumb CD. <laughs> <laughs> I 
of your karaoke track versions of songs that, I mean, I like learned a song for it. Right. I learned Lady Gaga's Edge of Glory. This is, so a lesson I learned from this is I am not suited for that world. Right. The um, reality TV show world? Reality TV show world, the competition world, a television world. Um, I have a feeling if I had even made it to another level, mm-hmm. the nerves and anxiety of having people like judging me right. would have ruined me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not built for it. I'm sure. Other people are. Yeah. Like built for that. Right. I can't, and I think that's why I'm kind of astonished by celebrity, like reality celebrities. Um, because... Bravo celebrities too. Okay. <laughs> Not impressed. Did you just come up with that? No, that's what they call them. Bravo celebrities. I think they call them something like that. Oh, kill me. Okay, I know, I know, I know. But but I am fascinated because those people, while they may not be actors or serious performers or anything like that, there is something specific about them where they can handle that shit. Of course. They can handle like constant judgment, people like auditioning them, cameras, right. uh, like the world looking at them. I could not in a million years handle that. Well, I think it's just a drive to be seen. It's just like, it's... But I had that drive to be seen. I thought desperately I wanted like some sort of notoriety. I wanted right. some validation of like my talent. I wanted something. Well, I think everybody or most people would assume that about themselves until you get a taste of it. And then it's the ones who truly feel that way that are like, this is great. This is, you know... They love it. I don't care how I look. I don't care how you edit me. I don't care. Do you think they don't care? I, there's got, I mean, come on. There's got to be an element of that. You know They just what I mean? think as long as like I'm still doing it, I'm still as relevant. Lo- as long as I'm relevant, yeah. then do whatever you want. And of course, they'll go out and they'll do interviews where they're like, oh, I got edited wrong. And oh, you know, they... But it's like, you're still on television saying You're still shit. signing the contract yeah. every season. Every season. You're renewing. Every time. And you'd be heartbroken if they didn't ask you back for a season. Right. Because like, they'll drop people from shows... And it's very, like, you can, it's clear that, like, well, you didn't work. You weren't good enough. Right. And I think that would be, like, a death sentence to somebody in that environment. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was at a second callback for The Voice, and they told me, you're not good enough. And for, like, three days, I was like, (laughs) why bother? (laughs) I'm never going to sing again. (laughs) Um, That's crazy. I, um, I've never, I've never auditioned for a reality show. Of course you have. Why would you? I've never wanted to. Why would you have? The closest that I did was the American Idol experience at Hollywood <laughs> Studios. Which I can assure you is a much more pleasant experience than the actual American Although Idol experience. similar to what you were saying. You don't just get up on stage in front of an audience. You have to go through... It's a whole thing. A producer. Oh, do, when they would do the experience, yeah. they did it like that? Yeah. Why would somebody waste half of their afternoon doing that shit? I mean, you did. I did it. And well, well, why? You were like, this will be fun. It was, well, okay, so here's the thing. I don't sing like you do. But, but you sing well. But I do karaoke. Yeah. Um, and especially like. You love it. I love karaoke. You love I it. I love karaoke. If I was doing Emily's What Am I Missing episode, <laughs> you'd come on and you would talk about karaoke. I may talk about karaoke. Fair enough. Um, but like in college, I used to do a lot of karaoke. And then going into grad school, I would do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You you really had an illustrious career. I was pretty serious about it. Okay. Um, we used to pay rent winning karaoke contests in college. Okay. Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You were winning contests. We were winning contests. Granted, we were in Nebraska. You're saying we. Were you doing a duo karaoke? It was me and my roommate, Jeff. We would, we would find karaoke. You team up? 
Well, we would team up or we would go separate if we felt like it okay. benefited. You know, like he would win first and I would win second or vice versa. Wow. And then we would pool our resources and we would we would pay rent on our apartment. But <laughs> but like I said, the competition wasn't that stiff. It was it was Nebraska. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so well, it was yeah. like we were performers. We were already in the arts. And so You're it was comfortable. like we're comfortable performing. Right. So it was like, yeah. So we would get done singing a song. <laughs> you know, I get done singing like the proclaimers or something. Um, you know, and, uh, but then, but, and you would, you would, you would have people who wanted to like buy you a shot or whatever. And as they gave it to you, they'd be like, you need to audition for American Idol. Of course. You know, because once again, it's of just course. Like, that's, that's the reference point. They think, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, if we break this down, who's really become that successful from American Idol? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. The end. The end. The single most successful. Eh. No, don't do it. Justin Guarini. He's in the Dr. Pepper commercials. He's little, he has a career. He's a little sweet. <laughs> it's a sweet one. He has had a career, though. So he's, yes. Remember the gray-haired guy that everybody was like, ooh, this guy, he's young, but his hair's gray. Oh, he had like the goatee or whatever? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Didn't he have a goatee? Maybe. I think he had a goatee. I just remember him prematurely being silver-haired. Yeah. From Justin to Kelly was a good movie. It was not a good movie. Fair. How many do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you subscribe to the Rotten Tomatoes scale? No, oh. uh, because I've seen from Justin to Kelly about ten times, and <laughs> and I guarantee you, Rotten Tomatoes would tell me not to do that. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. If you had to guess, though, it's probably like a twenty-three. Yeah, uh, that seems a bit high, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good movie. I can't think of. Oh, Ruben Stuttered, Clay Aiken. Can I tell you a secret? This is embarrassing. It's not going to be a secret. I know. But Tell me. Okay. So, you know the phrase Rubenesque? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But it's go on. <laughs> um, In reference to? To like women. Or like, like body type. Oh, Okay. No. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm getting this right anymore. Okay, so... Okay, so there's like an artist. Okay. Ruben, I think. See, I'm getting this like a, wrong. Like an artist artist? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. A like, painter. A, like a painter. Like a painter, classical painter. Great. And he would paint, I believe... Oh, no, this makes sense. He would, he would paint like Zoftig women. And people would say, that's Ruben-esque. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not as crazy. When you just set it out without yeah, any yeah, yeah. explanation. So that body type is described as Ruben-esque. Right. When I first heard it, I thought it was a new word... <laughs> because of Ruben Based Stuttered. Based on Ruben, Ruben Stuttered, who was also big. Who was Ruben-esque. And I guess was in the zeitgeist enough at the time to make me think like, oh, people are really latching onto this guy. They, they've even got a catchphrase. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they've created oh, an adjective. Quite a secret. Um, so yeah, so, so every time somebody says Ruben-esque around me now, I still think of Ruben Stuttered. <laughs> well, Glass, you're the only person thinking of Ruben. Because not, not anymore. What? Because I've just said it. <laughs> Six people out there are going to think the exact same thing. You're right. Um, so anyway, so so in Nebraska, okay, people yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like, you need you to gotta do, try out you for gotta American, try Idol. American Idol. Then I moved to um, L.A. for grad school. Would continue to do karaoke, but and, and the talent was higher, but I would still every once in a while get. Nail it. Have you done it? It wasn't like you should. It was just like, have you ever auditioned right. for American Idol? Um, and I would say no, because um, no, I'm not. No, what no. I'm, no. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, um, so, 
so anyway, we came down to Florida when when I moved to New York. Uh, Gemma and I were visiting Florida. Yeah, we went to Hollywood Studios, and it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, they do this. You should you should just do it. You do karaoke, like just what the heck? And I was like, ah, what the heck? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be three hours of the of the day. <laughs> I didn't expect to do anything with it. It was just like, yeah, let's see what it's about. Right. It's an experience at Disney. I've heard it's a very, it was a fun show concept. It was, it was, it was okay. You know, I mean, (laughs) well, but here's the thing. My connection to it is a bit different because while I was waiting for, um, basically what happened is I got in there, I sang the song. Yeah. The producer was like, I'm going to put you on hold for a second until I can find out if we need somebody who's of your age. Because I was old too. Oh. And they were just like, I don't know if we need an old person in our showcase. Okay. Not, you're not an old person. But, but comparatively. Because there's probably lots of kids. It was a lot of kids. Right. <laughs> a lot of kids and then me. Right. And so they were like, I don't know if we can use this. So, But while we were waiting, the producer was like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm an actor in New York. And she goes, oh, I could see you doing something out here. Right. And and that sort of kicked off the whole like, oh, oh are there actors in Florida? And she was like, yeah. You just came here to visit? Yeah. Gemma's parents... Uh, have a house down here okay. from England. And so we would visit periodically. Got it. And on this particular trip, the whoever the producer was for American Idol said, oh, there's acting in this community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, great, I hate New York. Right. And so I started asking around right, right, right. for the rest of the day. I got through and I lost to like a 12-year-old because she had all of her <laughs> friends with her. Um, but for the rest of the day, I was just like asking cast members like, "What what's the acting like around here? And they're like, oh, there's tons of it. Oh, that's so interesting because it never would have occurred to you because you didn't have any history with Orlando. Like, exactly. Ah, that's I never knew why you would have ever thought Orlando. Yeah, it was just a place that we visited and then um, I went to I went to grad school with a girl who would always say she was a professional actor from Orlando. Huh. But it never registered to me of like, you know, I would almost go like, okay, <laughs> you know. Right. What does that mean? Though? Orlando. Orlando. Because if you don't know anything about Orlando, you just assume it's like a, a hickey on the neck of the, the United States. Exactly. Just like right. a, an eyesore that nobody cares yeah, much for. Exactly. It's not true. It's not true. There's a lot of opportunity. And so when I started looking into it, it was like, great. And then we got back to New York and I said, Gemma, have you ever thought about moving down there? And she was like, yes. And the rest is history. But, so smart. But it was American Idol that did Wait, it. Wait, so uh, do you still know the person that you knew in California? From what? The one that was like, oh, I'm an actor in Orlando. Oh, yeah. She's like, I think she's living in Japan or something now. Oh. But but <laughs> once I moved here, I, I, I almost felt like retro retrospectively retroactively was kind of like oh i should have looked that person well, i should have respected that a bit more oh well sure <laughs> you know yeah I mean? but you couldn't know i will say like this has nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. reality television based that's okay but um my friend uh, i've had the same best friend for like 35 years mm-hmm. she may as well be my sister half of your life yeah thank you <laughs> fucking god <laughs> But every time she comes to visit Orlando, I always feel this sense of like, she's from Boston and that's where I grew up and that's, you know, like, you know, it's a great city. Yeah. You've lived in New York. You kind of understand that like city culture, it's so different from this. Every time she comes, I feel this obligation of being like, huh? Uh, Have you ever been to a, this is the Enzion Theater. It's a movie theater. You sit at a table. (laughs) <laughs> but they don't have one of those in Boston. No, like we do. It's okay. called that. It's the Kendall Cafe. No, but but I always feel this like sense of being like like trying to defend it. You got to show it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> now I've just resided to. She goes when I come. I just like to go to like the trashiest place that we could. So now I just bring her to trashy places. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's my. Um, I mean, that's my sort of 
That was your foyer into. Well, that was my foyer in, in, into, into American Idol. Yeah. That's the only time you auditioned for something like that. Like that. Yeah. Well, you're lucky. I did it twice. Good for you. Real life version. <laughs> and they were both nightmares. <laughs> Mine resulted in a complete life change for the better. Yours. Did not. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say in New York, I had the opportunity. Um, uh, every once in a while, a casting call would go out for Cash Cab or the like. Um, where, I know. You're going to upset me. I know. These things are cast. Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey? Is that his name? Are you talking about the driver? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's Ben Bailey. (laughs) I don't know. I'll have my people look it up. Those are cast. But not all of them. Yeah. No, no, no. What do you mean? Because sometimes it'll be like a really old man wearing a hat. (laughs) They didn't cast him. You can't cast that. They just saw him on the side of the street and they were like, jump in this car. Nope. No, 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 no. Because there's not people like that. No, because there's... Of course there are. Trying to get... He's on the show. I know, but... There's too many wild cards, Emily. There's too many wild cards. You're not going to pick up some yahoo off the street and hope that it makes for good television. You can't do that. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna tell me... Taxi you're gonna, Cab Confessions did it. Gonna, I bet that was cast too. Oh, I'm sure it was. You're going to drive through New York City... And you're going to pick up a random person in fucking New York? I figure that they just pick up lots of them, and then they take all the footage, and then they edit it to the good ones. That's insane. (laughs) You're an insane person. No, they cast it, and then here's the secret. They... They, they tell the person, hey, um, come out on this day. We're going to pick you up. We're going to do a dry run. A fake one. We're going to do a fake run. Right. A rehearsal. Okay. And then, so when they pick them up and they get them in, they go, this is the real one. And that's how you get that look of surprise. So when it goes, bam, yeah. and all the lights go on. So the surprise is real, but it's because they've said like, this is just a test we're run. We're actually Don't worry filming this it. tomorrow. But show up today and we're just going to do a dry run. And then they're like, also, psych, it's today. Who's got all this time on their hand? Are they getting paid? I, I don't know. I assume so. I mean, now it's like I'm two days into this project. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And what was the vetting process like? It's like now it's like I got to show up on a street corner no, one day. a man in a hat. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> That's a unique look. You can't write that. <laughs> there are some real characters on that show, though. Yeah, but that, it's cast. They're safe characters. Can you be, can you be, uh, you know, can you be kind of crazy and outgoing without using the F word? Me? I'm just saying that's, that's, <laughs> that's like their criteria. That's the extent of They're it. They're like, we want you to be a nut, a nutty old New Yorker. Be, yeah. Be a nut, but don't be offensive. Don't say fuck. Don't say, yeah. <laughs> Those are all, all, our only parameters. Don't are. say possibly racist Italian words. Be nutty. Don't be racist and don't say fuck. Right. Can you handle that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me your wrist. I know there's a lot of, there's a, oh God, (laughs) how humiliating. I made my boyfriend at the time come to that American Idol audition and he, bless his heart. Did he have high hopes for you? He really believed in me. We flew from Boston to Orlando to do it. That's the worst. And it was right after Hurricane Charlie. So like things were a mess. Yeah. And he came with me and he like stayed there the whole time. When did you break up with him? Years ago. (laughs) Immediately after? days after i thought I, he can't look at me now he doesn't have the same love in his eye when he thought i was an american idol hopeful he really lusted after me but yeah, now i, think I mean feel it. he saw that wristband crumpled in my hand and he uh, thought 
But is this my life? This is what I'm getting into? What are our kids It's okay. Be He's like? married to a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> so, I hope they're listening. <laughs> me too. Can you imagine? Oh, God. I would kill for those <laughs> listeners. Two more? <laughs> Two people that have nothing to do with our circle. <laughs> Please. Please be listening. Um, all right. So let's do the rundown. We've talked about a lot of Bravo shows. Bravo shows. We talked, we talked about Teen Mom. Teen Mom exclusive. Yeah. We've talked about real world. Real world. Right. Real world really took a shit though. Well, here's what I was thinking about that. Yeah. The internet happened. Right. Oh, yeah. The whole premise of reality shows was we're going to get a peek into real people's lives. Mm-hmm. These aren't celebrities. Mm-hmm. These aren't people that you've heard of. It's just real people. Mm-hmm. But the internet lets you do that. It lets you self-document. I would say too that that's like, because it was the Vegas season of Real World where it took a complete change. Mm. And I would say that that's probably right around the time that like the social media thing had become to like started to blow up. Right. And the way that MTV formatted their production completely changed. It was no longer raw. It was like very scripted. Right. You could tell like everything was set up. Right. Or at the very least, it's like producers are whispering things into people's ear completely hey, remember when so-and-so said this or and hey. here's your confessional footage these are the things we want you to talk about these are the bullet points you're going to discuss right now right yeah well okay so here's another run-in with reality television um while i was at the university of nebraska yeah uh tommy lee came no and was filming his tommy lee goes back to school show <laughs> and the school was unl Okay. And so we would periodically get kicked out of places because they needed to film him oh, like so doing sad. stuff. But they were they were casting sorority girls. They were of casting course. frat guys. You know, like if you prostitutes. To, prostitutes. <laughs> that wasn't really casting. It was just hiring. Um, but if there was like a party scene that he needed to go to, like it was very very tightly um, like defined who could show up and who could be on camera. Right. And so. Um, one one time we found a shot list of, oh. of all of the things from the show for that particular day or week. Right. Where it was like, um, Tommy gets into a fight. Tommy forgets to do his homework. Tom, you know, and it was like, and I just like, it was a little heartbreaking. Tommy forgets to do his homework. <laughs> or whatever it was. I'm not a reality producer. But it was heartbreaking a little bit because it was the first time that I realized like, oh, this isn't real anymore. If anyone had told you. You were able to at that before that point be like, well, I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit, but when you saw it in when I saw print, it, when I saw it written out like a script, very detailed, yeah, you were like, oh, I was just like, none of this is real, and now you can't watch it again without thinking, oh, this is all just coming off of a very tight script, yeah, or at the very least, it is, you know, it's almost as if the producers are winding up the doll and then they're letting it go in a direction that they want, and they're filming the path that it takes, but it's like it's very tightly controlled so do you know what i think about that no so my 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 theory on that is is because somebody like a tommy lee right he's Mm -hmm. already this celebrity but they're trying to like shove him they're trying to shoehorn him into this other thing this reality television show where tommy lee fans can see tommy lee in real life right but tommy's not suited for that so they do have to tightly script for him because he can't you can't just let tommy lee go because he'll just be getting his d every three seconds and he'll be like you know like vomiting <laughs> into his own boots yeah so you, you, they have to like you wouldn't watch that you can't <laughs> no <laughs> i have watched some hot garbage like rock of love with uh brett michaels i have watched god what's that other one with uh flavor Flav. The flavor flavor of love. Um, I've watched all of that. Sure, you have to so much more tightly 
plan that because those guys can't, you can't just like willy nilly let those guys go. Right. Um, Bravo had a show called Being Bobby Brown mm-hmm. where they just let Bobby Brown go. Mm-hmm. It is compelling television. <laughs> you have to watch the show. You won't even believe what you're watching. And it was the very first season that Bravo was kind of like going into the reality television thing. It was kind of like a pet project, I think, of Andy Cohen. Mm. And it, I mean, it's nuts, but it's such a great example of how you can't just let, I mean, you can because it's magic, but you can't just like let certain people go. My thing is with like the housewives, mm. I don't think they have to script them as much right? because they are like born to do that shit. Right. Like they, yeah. you know, like they are built for it. Well, and at this point they do all have a sense of what, you know, what is going to get them the most airtime or, you know, and so it's like they're almost self-producing in that sense. But it's so nuanced that they also never go too far. Like they are, they think about all the things they have to consider. Like they have to consider what their look, their appearance, their wardrobe. I mean, I'm sure they, and they all have people helping, but like they still have a say in that. Mm-hmm. Then they have to be mindful of not being so over aware that they're over manufacturing and they come off plastic or fake and not work. Right. Because then they'll be booted from the ship. Right. So they have to be so perfectly nuanced. It's a real talent. It is. Well, but it is. And it it's is. like, you know, you know what that's called? Acting. Oh, so you think that Tamara Judge is an actress? I think of a, of a, of a sort, yeah. And Vicky Gondolfson? Yes. And a writer? As much as... And yes. a producer? Yes. Wow. As much think as... Think about that. Kills me to say. Think about that. Are you kidding me? Vicky is the grand matron of that network. She's the OG of the OC, she's baby. She's the OG of the OC. <laughs> Her love tank is full. Oh, God. She's the worst. <laughs> she Did you see the one where the she... Followed her son to Boulder. Of course I did. And brought cases Oh, because you lived out there. And he was like horrified. Yeah. But now Michael is the second in charge of keto insurance. So everything's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Except you go back and watch those episodes and you can just see the hatred on her children's face. Oh, uh, her daughter Brianna like was constantly mortified by her. Yeah. But then like she like bought Brianna a house and a car. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, They suffer. They suffer through. (laughs) They make it out somehow. I mean, I wish... People were buying me houses and cars. You wish your mom was on a reality show? No. Although my mother should be on one. <laughs> they should film my mother and my aunt talking about food that they ate. <laughs> it should be 15-minute YouTube videos of Janet and Orphy talking about Orphy. what they ate. <laughs> is Orphy your aunt? Yeah. Auntie Orphy. Auntie Orphy. Her name is Julia, but we call her Auntie Orphy. Don't ask. <laughs> I won't. They, if they go to a restaurant, Brett, they'll tell you beginning to end that they'll give you a full menu description. Mm-hmm. My mom will slightly mispronounce some things every time, though. As soon as they start, I'll, I'll turn to whomever's in, near me and I'll go, they're going to talk about everything that they ate. <laughs> Your aunt got. <laughs> That's what Italians do, though. Oh, I get yeah, And they are Italian. They love food. They just like talking about. They love marble. <laughs> they love marble. Heavy cloth. Garish decor. <laughs> Uh, talking about the food they just ate. They love ugly stemware and plateware. Yeah. Very heavy glasses. <laughs> like that you drink out of or that you wear? That you drink out of. Oh, okay. It seems like you can't ever get a normal glass in an Italian's home. No, they're always carved weird. All right, just big and just... The stem is cutting into your hand. Why is there stems at all? <laughs> Do you even have a water glass? Ugh. <laughs> Mineral water? Ugh. 
I don't need minerals in my water. <laughs> Mineral water? <laughs> Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Oh, God. Oh, 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 it makes me want to kiss my fingertips. They also do that <laughs> thing that I hate too where they'll go like, calamat. Oh, I will have the calamat. Thing? And it's like, no, no, no. In Italian even, it's calamari. Like, right. it's just say the whole yeah. word. You're not making up. You're making up a weird language. Um, What's her name on the Food Network with the big head? The giant head and those big tits that you she can't help but get in every shot. Yeah. Giada. Giada. <laughs> yeah. I hate her. She does that. Yeah, she's going to make a brusquette. <laughs> and she's got her boobs hanging out and everything. Yeah. Well, she's got to counterbalance that giant noggin of hers. And the boring-ass food she's making. Well, yeah, because it is. It's just like, today we're going to make a nice plate of spaghetti. <laughs> it's literally spaghetti. You just say spaghetti. It's spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> I hate it. With a garlic bread. <laughs> Come on. Also, to Giada. Okay. Giada. Mm-hmm. The immediate thing that you said is the lady with the giant head. Yeah. Do you think that Giada realizes that that's just like how 90% of the population identifies her? I don't know. I feel like if she did, she wouldn't be on television anymore. I also think that she probably gives a rat's ass. Oh, of, she doesn't care. I feel like she's like in some way related to like Oliver Stone. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because of her big head? No, or not just- Oliver Stone. <laughs> Francis Ford. <laughs> I gotta Google Giada when I get done. Can you imagine if you like met someone though and they're like, you know who's cooking I love? Giada. Giada. <laughs> I love it when she makes a raviola. Give me Barefoot Contessa every day. I wonder what that falls into with reality television. I was just gonna ask you that. Because Barefoot Contessa, that is reality TV. Seems real. She's got Jeffrey. The husband. You're turning, yeah. She's got all those gays at the markets and around the corner in well, Hampton. <laughs> right. Well, but it's like, do you? Because I kind of lump those in with like the house, the house ones, you know, like the uh, house hunters. House. Well, mm. I mean, so, but again, it's like. Oh, you mean like what's their names? Chip and Chip, Chip and, and Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines. Yeah. Um, what's their fixer upper? Fixer upper. <laughs> Y'all ready to see your fixer upper? That Chip, he's so zany. Oh, he's dumb as hell. You ever see the first episode, the pilot? No. He's an intelligent dude. Oh, well, he was slated to be like the star. Yeah. He thought that was going to be his thing. And then when Joanna, Joanna, right? Joanna Gaines. She had such great presence and she had such great, like, she just was the more natural. I mean, when you're watching that show, who would you rather be dealing with? Joanna. Yeah, of course. You don't want to watch Chip yucking him up and like, <laughs> you know, trying to do pull-ups on a on a, a piece of wood in the house where it falls. And, and it breaks you know, and yeah, you know, he finds like, a bottle in the wall. and Seems like she's cleaning up after him all the time. But that's what I'm saying. That's a character. Because <laughs> if you watch the pilot, he's very competent. Normal guy. Straightforward. Contractor. Smart, clearly made his money before the show. Yeah, all business. You know, like she's almost writing his coattails into it. Uh. And then for some reason... <laughs> It's People like, just liked it, her better. Yeah. And so he was like, uh-oh, I better get dumb. I better yuck it up. I better Homer Simpson this shit. My name is Chip. You need Chip? <laughs> Y'all want to see a picture of I'd like if on episode one, his name is Charles. Charles Gaines. But then like episode two, they're like, call him Chip. Oh, Chip, Chip. <laughs> we forgot he's from Texas. Chip. Waco. Ugh. That's right. They do everything in Waco. Yeah. David Koresh. Does nobody think about that when they hear Waco? It's, of course, the first thing I think about. <laughs> Good. But is David Koresh the one where they drank the Kool-Aid? David, uh, no, no, no. That was the... Um, what was that one? That was the Hail bop Comet one. <laughs> How did you just source Hail bop Comet? Look, I got many books about, <laughs> about this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
I'm a comet enthusiast. Next week on What Am I Missing? I turn the tables and I talk to <laughs> Brett about what he's passionate about. Turns out, comets. Comets. <laughs> and the cults that worship them. The Hale-Bob Comet, that's the one where they wore the, night, the running the shoes, suits the, and the shoes. Yeah. And they drank the stuff. Yeah. So, oh, uh, Koresh was just, he was just like cults. Cult. Yeah. And the compound fire and. Right. There was like a standoff. Yeah, the Branch they Davidians. They were filming them. The Branch Davidians? Branch Davidians. Branch Davidians? Yeah. You know, too much. I have a whole bookshelf. Do you like things like conspiracy theories and stuff like that? Um, or, or like weird, culty stuff like that? Kind of, sort of. Like, I, I could, yeah. if if you were to turn the tables and, and ask me about something, I could probably talk about, like, serial killers for an hour and a half. <gasps> Do you, like, enjoy that? I mean, let's be careful how we word this. No, 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 no. You're fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because like I'm so I, I I love and I wonder if this is reality TV. I guess it in a way is I loved anything like Snapped or 2020 right. or Dateline mm-hmm. or any of that. Cold case files. Yes. Yeah. Where they're talking about a murder and they bring you all the way back and they explain the story and then you see the questioning and all that. I love that. Unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Which, by the way, have you watched like original Unsolved Mysteries lately? Recently, no. Do yourself a fave. <laughs> favorite do yourself a favorite (laughs) tune in is it good you will delight in it it's great i'd forgotten about it and somebody had posted on instagram that they were rewatching them and i was like you know what that's something i'm gonna get back into put it on was thrilled i love robert stack's voice (laughs) do you know why i liked it though um i only ever really liked it for the updates because I like the sense of closure. Yes. So I would hope that I could go back to watch the old episodes and somebody would have updated and been like, yeah, they got this guy. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. I feel very unsettled when I don't get what happened. Yeah. Um, so this brings me to another thing. We're talking too much. We're fine. We got a few minutes. One minute. <laughs> because I was about to dive into my 600 pound life. Oh. So, okay. So these are exploitative. You think? Exploitative. You think my 600 pound life is exploiting people? You don't think so? It's fascinating. But why? Because they're a sideshow. <laughs> but they're going to get the help. You know? They're going to doctor now. But they're going the only, to the medical. Don't the, you feel like that's the only way that they can justify doing 50 minutes of just like, like look at this fat tub of lard. And then in the last 10, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to help you. I love it. It's like hoarders. They help them right at the beginning though, usually. But he dry. Oh, hoarders. Yeah. Big fan. <gasps> oh, intervention. Big fan. Ooh, I can't watch Intervention. It makes you too sad? Oh, it's the worst. I love it. It is the dregs of society. I love when they're like funny, when they're under the influence. <laughs> it's my favorite. You're like, no, don't. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't get them the help. Let's. <laughs> Have you ever seen the girl that would do the huffing? Let's reconsider this. Allison. Yeah. She would do the huffing of the cans. Yeah. I mean, I if you watch like her high scenes, they're really great. There's there was... a remix on like. <laughs> there was one where like the guy... It was a guy or a girl, and they would um, huff um, or like snort baby powder or something. You're thinking of like my weird obsession or something like that. Oh, yeah. Your strange addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lady that would eat the sofa foam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening there? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not as into that. That's that TLC shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TLC is, the, TLC is my 600-pound life. Right. That's what I mean. They're the, they're the ones that are going to exploit like the circuit. It's like we're taking it out of the PT Barnum, and we're going to put it on your television. But they'll lose. Like sometimes I was just watching one the other night. <laughs> Yeah, you don't watch a lot of TV. Where she she lost, like, I mean, like 400 pounds. And yeah. you got to see it. And I think that was going back to, like, the closure of things. Like, I, if I am going to watch something like that, I do need to see, like, they 
did it and right. they lost all the weight and look at them now and they're wearing normal clothes and not a poncho and they're <laughs> <laughs> they you know they're, they're doing okay stitched together and sometimes i like to see them succeed i do always think in the back of my head though that they're just gonna slip right back of into course. it <laughs> the biggest loser <gasps> i was obsessed all they do is with put the biggest the weight loser. back on they always put the weight back on Ugh. oh but i can watch those like i could just watch hundreds of those types of shows yeah Oh, this is sick. It is sick. And it that's is the sick. point. I'm getting rid of cable. And you've not convinced me otherwise. <laughs> I have un- re- revealed, though, you watch a lot more reality type things you can't than you'd help like it. to let on. You can't help it. You could stop watching TV. In college, I used to watch a lot. What did you watch? I used to watch, well, I, I did watch the original um, Housewives. Of Orange County. Orange County. Um, I used to watch Joe Millionaire. Do you remember <laughs> that one? Joe Millionaire is so stupid. Oh, it was like this era of weird Fox trash. Yes. Where it was just like. They're like, throw throw anything to the wall and see what sticks. And we'll, We've taken a homeless guy yeah. and dressed him up in a tuxedo. Yeah. And we're not going to reveal to the women that he's not actually a millionaire we're until the very last. Oh, it was awful. Uh, there was a boot camp one. Um, I, don't, I can't remember if it was celebrity boot camp or not. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Very short lived, all of this. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they never were lasted like, out. yeah, it was like one season because they were just like the worst. Not many things have staying power. Yeah. No. But we used to, I remember one episode, uh, the, the, um, drill sergeant was getting in the face of somebody and mm-hmm. he goes, and the person was like crying cause they couldn't do the pushups or whatever. <laughs> and he gets down in his face and the camera gets really dramatic in, like in front of him, you know, and he goes, save the drama for your mama and push. <laughs> and we used to quote that all the time. Save the drama for your mama and push. It's so stupid. So dumb. It's so dumb. Where do you think that guy is now? Who? The drill sergeant? Save, your mama, save the drama for your mama and then push. He's, he's, you know, he's doing, uh, he's trying to get MTV to bring back the, uh, that claymation boxing show. <laughs> Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity how did you just think of that? <laughs> I was like, where do where do old celebrities go to die? I get so mad when dude, like, shows like that would come on. I'd be like, what are we doing? Celebrity deathmatch? Yeah. Oh. Claymation. It was such, like, not even good claymation. It wasn't great. No. All right. Well, we are running out of time here, so. Oh, guys. Let us finish up um, by, let me ask you a question. Um, one, is there anything that, that I didn't ask about that you wish we would have touched on? We touched on a lot. No. But is there anything that sticks out to you of like, I just think, I have to say this. Yes. I think, don't judge people for watching garbage reality television because sometimes in it, really normal things happen and yeah. it's neat. You're right. <laughs> and if nothing else, this is revealed that like, even, here's the thing. You can be the most judgmental person in the world on this, but odds are you've probably watched a handful of reality television yourself. Of course. Of course. And you're always going to make the exception of like, well, that's the good one. But that's I mean, that's you're, you're, different. All you're repeating is basically my point of view. It, well, but, but I have the same point of view. <laughs> okay, true. Where it's like, well, that's shit. But, but I mean, this was pretty good. Or like, yeah, I know it's shit, but yeah. it's my shit. Right, exactly. And I love it. But it, it's everybody's shit. They're we all watch it. They're my bacon caramel fries and I'll eat them if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's acknowledge that we all indulge in it and it's not going away. No. Um, Unfortunately. Um, so, okay. So uh, just to, just to close things out. Yep. Um, if you were on a housewife show. Oh, no. What would be your opening? You know, they all have the opening phrases mm-hmm. of um, 
oh god what was one i heard yesterday taglines they're Um, they're little taglines but it's like they're not even trying anymore oh no 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 they're like i may be rich but that's because i have money (laughs) you're like what uh uh, no uh you know bethany frankel's now is like hers is really oh i want to punch her in the stupid face and just spit on you again uh yeah she says something like um being being successful is great but being strong is better it's like what are you talking about you cried the whole season it's just nonsense it's just nonsense words strung together yeah it's and it's so you can tell they write it for them oh of course yeah of course what would diamonds might be a girl's best friend but i shine brighter (laughs) what The, the diamonds one is kind of like a lisa vanderpump which i didn't even get into by the way Oh, Vanderpump Rules Ugh. and Sir and all that. Episode two. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're coming back. Um, uh, okay, so like, what would mine be? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I may be loud, but you better listen. <laughs> I can see it. What would yours be? I can see it. Um, it's very hard to think of. Uh, okay, I would say, um, you know, people think I'm just the funny guy, but you can't spell improve without improv. <laughs> you should know I've wanted this to be a game at, at, at the theater so bad. Oh, really? I've, I've tried to... F- Form it so that it could be a game where you just people have to like consistently, but you have to do the turn. Like, oh, you have to. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to hold something that that only vaguely connects back to whatever city you're representing. Orange. We would have to hold an orange. We, uh, Although Orange, orange County, County already does. does. We'd hold a, a, a Mickey. Head. Mickey. Yeah, Mickey's. <laughs> or an Epcot it. globe. Oh, neat. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> And they have to play that music that's like kind of like and then well, every time your sequence comes up, they, they go, Whoa. Yeah, you're, you're, the little version of you comes down on the bottom of the screen and oh, they yeah. write your name. And, you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> and like either your children or if you're barren and don't have kids, they're like your dogs are in the back. <laughs> it would be like me and a reluctant Adam walking out of shot and then my dog Lucy. Uh, shaking his head. Yeah, Adam just like his elbow would only get in because he'd be leaving. And I'd be like. They'd be like. <laughs> that was the best shot we had of him all day. <laughs> He hasn't signed any of the waivers. <laughs> he refuses. Oh, that was great. Okay. All right. um, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, thank you so much for it's coming out. My pleasure. Depending on what the um, response is, we may have to have you come back so we can talk about a whole new slew of shows. Nobody's going to want to talk, listen to this. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. They are. Um, if for- I should talk about something more serious. The, who, cares? Cares. who cares who cares <laughs> what if i talked cares. about this series yet fair <laughs> exactly um so before we wrap up though i know you've got a lot of things going on do you have anything to to plug like this week it doesn't even have to be like a thing you have a podcast yourself uh, yes amanda and emily we have a podcast on itunes uh i am the second part and we <laughs> yeah we have a monthly show that is the first thursday of every month that's at comedy lab in orlando florida and that's it. Well, cool. Uh, yep. Well, check out Amanda and Emily. Um, we have a podcast. Uh, go I, to our Facebook too, you stupid dummies. Go on Facebook. <laughs> like them. Like me. 
Um, I'm actually on one of your episodes mm. with Adam. Yeah, it's like episode 95. Yeah, it's close to 100. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll have me back sometime. But um, Never. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to say goodbye. Thank you again, Emily. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm waving. <laughs> what Am I Missing is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Brett Walden, with original music by Anthony Smith. Special thanks to Emily Fontano, if for nothing else, watching these shows so that we don't have to. If you would like to know more about me or listen to past episodes, you can find it all on my website, www.brettwalden.com slash W-A-I-M. If you have any questions, comments, or curses about anything you heard today, we have a community for that. Go to facebook.com slash whatamimissingpod and let your voice be heard. Please make sure to rate us on whatever app you choose to listen to podcasts on, and please tell your friends about us. Now, here's a preview of next week's episode. It's about playing characters. And you know what? Maybe that's why... Maybe that's... I think part of the reason I got into singer-songwriters is... um, Because before I started writing music at all, uh, I was was a performer. And there's something about songwriting where since you're on your own and it's your voice all the time, you're taking on other characters. It's not always you. Thanks for listening.